Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pujaza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey y'all, welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. I am here with part three. This is in our chakra series, talking about the chakras and how it's related to your wellness. And we are moving up into the solar plexus. The solar plexus is moving up the body and it's around that kind of, um, that center of the body around your breastbone, right? Around your sternum. And the solar plexus chakra is our source of personal power. And this is our source of of courage and motivation and uh, just kind of that vital energy and getting things done and kind of um, learning who we are and understanding who we are. And there is a lot to talk about in this center. I find that this is a center I talk about a lot of my clients because a lot of kind of the um, out of balance characteristics show up in this center a lot. Okay. So let's look at what the central issues are with this particular chakra. So This third chakra is all about purpose, personal authority, personal power, right? These feelings of kind of inner strength and self-control and desire, willpower, all of those live in this center. And so this, this center has a pretty big responsibility. There's a lot going on here. It's associated with the metabolism and emotions and so many processes that the body undergoes at each day. So when when this chakra is open, you're going to feel that you're kind of attracting events and people and places into your life just with ease, right? This kind of synchronicity to things that you're attracting into your life. Um, you'll have this sense of, of personal power because that's where it comes from, like this sense of um, empowerment, this sense of self-control since our willpower lives here. And the motivation to to do it and to get things done, that's where this is where your motivation comes from. So when this chakra gets out of balance, you're going to feel, you might feel depleted. You might feel like you have maybe lower energy levels than normal. This is, this is a really big um, energy center or just, well, it is an energy center, but it's a really big source of like actual physical energy. Um, you might feel like you lack motivation or purpose. And, and in this sense, it's because it's that source of, of personal power and identity that this is where it comes from. And you kind of lose that. And so feelings of maybe depression or anxiety can increase. It's just kind of like, like your battery is running out, right? Like your battery is just kind of running low. You might feel um, disempowered, right? Fearful, depressed, anxious. All of these are signs of kind of an underperforming uh, solar plexus chakra. Um, Maybe you feel like you've lost maybe sense of your personal boundaries, Um, just kind of losing trust in, in yourself, right. Kind of losing trust in yourself and your, your decisions and that kind of thing, just kind of feeling powerless in underactive and an overactive chakra can lead to feelings of just kind of being drained and and just kind of unable to re-energize through the things that you might normally be able to do, right. Hydrating, taking a nap, sleeping, that those kind of things, but that they just feel like they're just not working for you anymore. Like you've kind of lost your, your zest. That's kind of, kind of the feeling I see here. A lot of times this can lead to activities to kind of um, put put our bodies in overdrive, right? So you might find yourself like 
looking for the caffeine or things like, let me stimulate my body and kind of get my drive back. Like that's going to get the drive back when really it's just an imbalance in this particular energy center. The other thing that comes up from this center is perfectionism. And this is where I have so many conversations with my clients about this center. It's that sense of perfectionism because within we kind of have this overly over, um, we have a more of like a distorted uh, perception of who we are and what we're capable of and what we, you know, quote unquote, should be doing. The perfectionism shows up big time here because this is also kind of our, because it's our center of like self-empowerment. It's our sense of self-worth. And so feelings of, you know, worthiness, doing things, you know, quote, good enough or whatever, being good enough, even as a sense of identity, like, am I good enough? Those are questions that arise from this particular center. And I find that the perfectionism is a big thing here for my clients. And when we're working through this, and I think that that's probably the biggest thing that comes up here, because really, if, if you look like really far on the other side of an overactive solar plexus chakra, you think of kind of like, kind of a narcissist, right? Somebody who like, who's maybe really arrogant, egotistical, um, power hungry, that kind of thing. But when we're not quite all the way over on that end of the spectrum, typically perfectionism is how it shows up. And there's a few different ways we can look at this here. I have my clients do um, some exercises here to kind of get to the bottom of this. So I'm just kind of share a little bit about what that looks like. And it might be something that's helpful for you if this is a common theme of your life. So, and, and you might, honestly, I think sometimes people don't really know when they are feeling this perfectionism. They don't really, they wouldn't necessarily classify themselves as a perfectionist, even though they have perfectionist tendencies and they are perfectionists. So if you've ever thought, um, or question whether you're good enough, the work you do is good enough. If you're only valuable because of the work you do, like your value is in your output, right? The work you do at your job or your career and your business or at home or whatever, like that's the value of you. Like you have to earn your stripes or you have to earn your way to, you know, earn your value. If those feelings have ever come, that is, those are signs of perfectionism. And these, all of those are, are signs of an imbalanced solar plexus chakra. It all comes from this center. And a lot of times I find it's a, it's really helpful when I'm kind of navigating this center with people to look at their human design chart, because there is a solar plexus center on the human design chart. It, it corresponds to the chakras. The chakra system is a whole part of the human design system as well, but it helps because I can, I can see like, you know, is your solar plexus center defined? Is it undefined? And that can give me another idea. And then I can look at the gates in that center and see which one. So it gives me more information. So we're just looking at it just at like face value and just in terms of like just the chakra itself. I can still give just kind of general recommendations or best practices to kind of find balance and reorient yourself in this particular center and really get some energy flowing again. So a practice that I have my clients do, I've had a handful of my clients do when I'm working through this center because it shows up a lot. Oh, the other piece, I do want to say this, the other piece of this, and you might find this true in your own life. I've had clients before where they're kind of having... I don't want to say having trouble with their protocol, but just kind of beating themselves up about it. Like I had a client not too long ago send me a message and she was kind of having this like black or white mindset, right? Where it's like, well, screw it. If I can't do it perfect, I'm not going to do it at all, right? Or if you've ever had that mindset or if you had it where like, you know, you had a day or maybe you had a weekend where you felt like you kind of went off the rails in terms of your like food and stuff. And then 
you're just like, screw it. Like I just ruined the weekend. I'm just gonna, who cares what I eat this week? Right. And you, you, you can't get, you know, quote back on track because you feel like, well, I've just messed it up. What's the point, right? That's kind of another thing that shows up in the center. And that's that worthiness, perfectionist mindset, all of that. It's all, it's all related. It's all linked. It's all tied together. So when I'm working with my clients, I keep teasing out this. I know I'm going to get to the practice. So the practice that I have my clients go through, I have them sit down and kind of go through a journaling practice and have them kind of get into a meditative state and go back as far as you can remember to where the first instance of you feeling unworthy, not good enough, like you had to prove something. When did that first occur? And if you can get into that meditative state and really tune into your intuition here, it's going to give you the answer. And sometimes it might take a few times of you sitting down, sitting still and and getting there. But from there, I have them start writing their story and starting from there. Like I have a client we met yesterday and she is working through, like she's literally working through her whole life. Like last night or yeah, was it last night? She was like, okay, I'm up to like middle school. Like she's literally going through every memory that she had. That's some of them have been, you know, suppressed for years. And she's like, and I, I didn't even remember this thing until I really got into the groove. And I remember this thing happened and this thing happened in this event. And this person said this. So getting into and kind of writing your your perfectionist story, if you will, when it started. And so when we're writing it out, we're seeing when it started. And there's a few there's a few um, kind of benefits to this. So first of all, it's it's getting it out of your head, right? A lot of like I said, like with my client that I use as an example, a lot of this stuff has been suppressed, and it's we just shoved it all down, and so it just kind of lives in our body as this overall sense of feeling of unworthiness, or you know, needing to be perfect, or needing to prove yourself, or whatever. And it just kind of sits there. So first of all, bringing awareness to it allows us to be aware of it, so we can release it, we can feel it, and release it. So I have them work through this and feel the feelings. Like we're writing this down, feel what you felt in that moment. Somebody said something to you in the second grade, or you felt like you didn't fit in because maybe you didn't have as much money as them, or you were, you looked different or whatever and feel the feeling. And I have them also kind of go through at the same time, kind of working through a little bit of inner child work. And you can do this just as you're writing it, or you can do a whole like meditative practice with this and kind of taking time to reparent yourself and going back to that, you know, second grade version of you or wh- wherever it is, whatever age you, you remember and give what that like little eight-year-old version of you needed. And the moment you give it to them, you give it to them. Now it's, it's giving that, whether it's love or they needed a hug, they needed to know they were worthy, that they were unique and they were important and they were, you know, all of these things, whatever you needed to hear in that moment and just kind of reparent, have that inner child healing moment where you reparent yourself in those situations. So I find my, my clients going through this practice and go writing this down because you're getting it out of your head and on paper. I'm remembering these things. I'm feeling these things. When you bring awareness to it, that's really all your body needs to release it. I'm aware of it. I know it's there. Now I can let it go because I can see where... Um, you know, this situation, it's not serving me anymore. These emotions that are have been stored in my body since, you know, second grade or whatever, that are they're not serving me anymore. And it's it's caused these these blockages or this kind of slower energy. It, it's been stored up in this particular energy center. 
So that's a practice that you can go with in this. I just, I wanted to share that because I find that this, again, the center really holds a lot of power and it really holds, it has the opportunity for so many blockages and just kind of imbalances because of these things that get stored in our body. So the other piece of this, our solar plexus chakra. So all of the chakras are associated with certain glands, right? So we've talked about, you know, your adrenals. We've talked about your sex organs and glands. This one is associated with your pancreas. So it releases hormones like insulin and enzymes to help you break down your food. And so when we're looking at supporting this energy center, we want to look at foods that are going to support your pancreas and everything that your pancreas is responsible for. So blood sugar is a big one because that the insulin is one of the big hormones that's released here. We want to focus on regulating blood sugar and optimizing digestion. We have pancreatic enzymes that help break down our food. And so when we can support this energy center with foods like think nourishing foods that help stabilize your blood sugar, think things like whole grains, things like quinoa, wild rice, sprouted grains, those kind of things that are going to help you feel full. Things that are full of fiber help with stable blood sugar as well. Also, foods that are associated with the color of this particular center, which is yellow. So things like pineapples and papayas and mangoes, bananas, honey. Um, And interestingly enough, other foods like avocado and sauerkraut and kimchi and miso and kiwi, ginger, I find that this is, I say ironically enough, but it's not ironic. It's by design. Of course, I don't think there's any coincidences and I always think everything is is by design. It's how it's how God designed it all. These foods that I just listed, all these kind of yellow, rich yellow and orange colored foods, all of those are foods that help support healthy enzymes in the body, healthy pancreatic enzymes. All of these help with digestion. Pineapples, papayas, mangoes, ginger, Kiwi, miso, kimchi, right? All of these, these, a lot of these are fermented foods, things like sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, like fermented foods. And then all these other ones have so many good enzymes and that help break down food. And again, it's by design. I just, I just love that about this. There's so many crossover. There's so much crossover with the food and the energy center and all of it. I just love it. So that's what we're looking at. We're supporting this energy center. Now, the other way we can support the energy center is through supporting the gland itself, right? So we talked about the foods, but also supporting the gland with the right vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, right? So when your pancreatic enzymes aren't working properly or or they're insufficient, right? There's just not enough of them. You have trouble breaking down fat, and this means you can have trouble having access to those fat-soluble vitamins, which are stored there, and so we need those. So vitamins like A, D, E, and K, all of these are fat-soluble vitamins that we need, especially when our pancreas just isn't working optimally. You can get vitamin A from, again, by design, it's orange and yellow foods. This is not by accident. So orange and yellow foods give you that vitamin A that we need, and that's supporting this solar plexus, solar plexus chakra. Um, you can also get vitamin A from leafy greens. Um, and of course there's vitamin D, right? You can get it. Sometimes you get a little bit from fish. The sun is the best. Again, hello, the sun, it's orange. (laughs) We're getting vitamin D from the sun. The sun is the best place to get vitamin D. Of course, take a supplement if you need it and always take it with K2. Don't make me get in my soapbox talking about D3 K2. So (laughs) I'll just say that I'll leave it there. Um, and then also supporting it with antioxidants, right? Antioxidant minerals, especially, 
Um, some minerals that serve as antioxidants are things like magnesium, also calcium and zinc and selenium. All of these are helping support the pancreas and then the functions of the pancreas, how it's helping with insulin. It's how it's helping with those um, pancreatic enzymes. And then chromium. Chromium is, an, is another mineral that's really important for blood sugar regulation. It helps with um, insulin release and all of that. So chromium is another that we want to support use to support the pancreas and support the solar plexus, solar plexus chakra. Such a tongue twister. I'm not sure why. So I mentioned this in the other two episodes talking about the different chakras, but remember that if the surrounding chakras are also blocked, the ones surrounding this, this specific one we're talking about, then there's going to be energy stuck here, right? So if we haven't already worked on the root chakra and on the sacral chakra that we've already talked about, we want to make sure working through those, like the energy is going to flow freely when we're able to unblock all of them around. So none of, none of this works in isolation, just like every other part of the body, the chakra system is exact, exactly the same. This, the chakras, they don't work in isolation, right? They, they work alongside each other and they work with each other and they work together synchronistically. So we can't, can't really talk about one in isolation. We can talk about how to support them each, but we have to be able to balance and support all the other ones as well. So it's really best to work on kind of clearing each end of the chakra system first. So starting with, you know, we talked about the root chakra already, kind of starting there. So if you haven't already, you can go back and listen to the other two and kind of start there. And you have these practices. If you've already started working on clearing things and you've already started working on what we talked about in the last two, then I would go through this practice. If if you feel that it, if the 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 feelings and the emotions and everything that that I mentioned are coming up for you, if those are a common theme in your life, then I would I would really suggest going through the practice that I talked about. Kind of this this story, like writing your story when that first started, so we can go back to feel the things and really work to transmute those and alchemize those and and move them through the body. And that's really what it's all about. And, and that's one of the reasons I do emotional clearing sessions with my clients. I had a really, a really awesome one last night with one of my clients. Um, it, it's because of this, like we get, things get stuck in the body and they're affecting parts of the body, like your energy centers, like we're talking about the solar plexus chakra and the energy can't move, right? And and we feel, and, and actually one of the things that we're working through with her is these, this perfectionist. And she's got like hardcore perfectionist tendencies that we're trying to kind of work through and manage and kind of get to, get to the root cause, right? I'm all about getting to the root cause. And we got to get to the root cause of these feelings and emotions as well. And so it's, it's been a lot of work with her solar plexus chakra and kind of finding where things are, are stored and where they're landing. So I encourage you if those emotions I talked about resonate with you, if it feels like something that could be creating imbalances, go through the practice. It's really supportive and it can be really transformational. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode about the solar plexus chakra. I will be here next month and we'll move up to the heart chakra. And until then, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I can know how to provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza, or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.